The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome again to Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society as we continue our short study in the book of Habakkuk. Bob Wilkin, Dave Renfro, and Ken Yates will be along in a moment to continue that. By the way, have you ever had a problem with the way God seems to be working things out? And what happens when God's people worship other gods? What does it do to us? And how does it affect God when that happens? Stay tuned. Bob Wilkins, Dave Renfro, and Ken Yates will be along in just a moment with that discussion. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to join us on our website, faithalone.org, and see there are many resources that might be helpful to you. That's faithalone.org. I also want to encourage you to start making arrangements to be with us at our national conference right here in Denton, Texas, May the 22nd through the 25th. It's a great time of fellowship and learning and eating and recreation, and I hope that you can find a way to be with us. Look for details. Get registered at faithalone.org. Now for today's discussion, here are the gentlemen. Welcome back to Grace and Focus, and we're continuing the book of Habakkuk chapter 1, and I believe we ended, we were talking about the prophet's question to the Lord, the covenant God, verse 2, and you're beginning into verse 3. Yeah, Habakkuk has been asking questions. I've been crying out to you, praying to you for a long time, and you've not said a thing back. You've not done anything. You've not said anything. Verse 3 says, he finishes the question, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? Meaning, I can't hardly walk down the street without seeing a horrible evil going on. And then the latter part of verse 3 and verse 4, Habakkuk explains the reason why he's asking those questions. He says, for plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. And he concludes in verse 4, the law is powerless. Notice the therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? To present his conclusion, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous. That's not a good place to be surrounded by wickedness. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. And of course, that's not true. I mean, God is ultimately righteous in all his judgments. Right. But Habakkuk sees this as unjust, right? Habakkuk, we all constantly do at some point. Uh, Habakkuk's lost his perspective. What this conversation will do ultimately is restore his perspective. And I can show you example after example in the Bible about people losing their perspective, then finding it again. And I think that's what we need to do, too. And it seems like this is what you see in the uh, prophets a lot. Uh, It seems to me that Habakkuk here is emphasizing social sins, right? The weak are abused by the strong right. and the poor by the rich. This seems to be, at least to me, what he's emphasizing or what he's seeing. The wicked yeah. here are, the are taking advantage of, yeah. of those who are righteous. Right. 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 Yeah. The wicked are ruling. Right. And therefore, just like he said, they're perverting the justice system, essentially. And um, so therefore, the, the righteous people that want to live according to God's law are being persecuted, unjustly accused of things, and the wicked are doing it for their own gain. And they have all the power, and those who are righteous don't, and there's no remedy for them. So you're talking about iniquity within Israel, Jews oppressing other Jews. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it because, number one, their own selfishness, but I think also 
you can't get away from the idea that there is a lot of pagan worship going on, and a pagan worship will make you very selfish okay, <laughs> because so- it's all about you at that point. You want whatever God you're worshiping to do you some good, make my fields fertile, you know, that kind of thing. Give me a good crop, but you're trying to manipulate that God into doing what you want him to do. So it's all about you. So the first question and a little bit of explanation from the prophet is followed by God's answer in what? 5 through 11 is the Lord's first answer to Habakkuk's first question. So what the Lord says, I love verse 5, look among the nations and watch be utterly astounded, you know, about what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe though. We're told you to put that in contemporary terms, Habakkuk, if I told you what I was going to do, you wouldn't believe it for a second, (laughs) (laughs) but look what he says in verse six, for indeed, I am raising up the Chaldeans. Who are the Chaldeans? They are called Neo-Babylonians. Babylon has existed for a long time. They were conquered. And these are the Neo-Babylonians, the new Babylonians. Their capital is Babylon. So we, yes, we can call them Babylonians or Chaldeans, but they are the ones that the Lord is going to use as his instrument of judgment upon his wicked people. And notice what I love is the description that the Lord gives of the Chaldeans. Look at verse uh, yeah. six, a bitter and hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. In other words, they just take whatever they want. They are not nice. They're not doing this for your good. They are horrible human beings. Verse 7 says it. They are terrible and dreadful. How would you like to have those words attached to your name? No. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. In other words, it's all about them. And they've also got good weapons of war, too. They are a powerful army, very powerful army with the latest, what we would call the latest technology of sophisticated weaponry. The horse is swifter than leopards, fierce than wolves. They fly as the eagle that hastens to eat. What does the eagle do? It swoops down and picks up a little animal mercilessly. That's the idea here. What they're going to do is merciless like what the eagle does. The eagle never says, oh, that little rabbit is so cute. (laughs) Man, if I could just get that rabbit medium rare, we're in good shape. Notice verse 9. They all come for what? Violence. Violence. Oh, yeah. Picture yourself as Habakkuk hearing this as God's answer to the problem of injustice in Judah. This is the word of the Lord himself. If he was upset before, it's going to get worse. Absolutely. Yeah, once again, Lord, you're even describing these people as bad. So how can you use them as your instrument? Yeah. One of the notes I have down here is the Jews of Habakkuk's day did not believe that God would allow the Gentiles to overrun their nation completely forgetting that Assyria destroyed the 10 northern tribes in 720. And you know how they justified that? They justified that, well, yeah, but we have the temple. We're Jerusalem, and the house of the Lord is here. And And the the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. And God said his name is going to be associated with this house forever. So there's no way these evil Babylonians would be able to destroy his house. They misinterpreted that passage. But see, even that's a pagan concept, that whatever God that I'm worshiping is too powerful for any army to conquer. And the Lord is saying, look, 
it's just a house. <laughs> and at this time, from my understanding, they had even brought idols into the temple. Yes. Some of the king, even yeah. the, the southern kingdom kings sure. would bring in idols into the temple. That's what I'm talking about with that syncretism to believe sure. with, to mix the worship of the Lord, the worship of Yahweh, and the worship of whatever god or goddess they liked at that point. The interesting thing here that, that I think Habakkuk is having a problem with, too, is let's take a look, first of all, verse 10, more about the Chaldeans. They scoff at kings, meaning you think you're powerful, oh, great king, whatever. We're more powerful. And they were. Princes are scorned by them. They deride every stronghold, for they heap up earthen mounds and seize it. I don't care how powerful they were or how big the mounds are, how tall the city walls are. The Chaldeans are more powerful. And then notice they heap up our earthen mounds and seize it. Verse 11, then his mind changes and he transgresses. He commits offense, ascribing this power to his God. Now, that's about as pagan as it gets. And this is God talking about the fact that he knows they are idolatrous. Right. And he knows they're ascribing their victory to their God. And he knows when they judge the southern kingdom... They're going to be claiming this victory for their God. Exactly. And And yet God's going to allow this. They're completely blind to the fact that the only reason they have any kind of expertise is because Yahweh gave it to them. Yeah. Yahweh is the ruler over all the nations, including the Gentile nations. That's something the Jews didn't really want to embrace as far as a concept. But that's what's going on here. And the Babylonians will completely ransack and rob, before they destroy it, the temple of God. How can a prophet like Habakkuk conceive of something like that? That this nation that God says is going to give glory to their gods are going to rob the house of the Lord. Well, in Habakkuk's recent past, in 722 B.C., He saw the miraculous restoration or the protection that the Lord did against the Assyrians that took over the 10 northern tribes. They couldn't take over the two southern tribes, not because they're so powerful, but because the Lord himself, the angel of the Lord, forced the Assyrians to go away. He killed 185,000 Assyrian troops, (laughs) and so the Assyrians withdrew, and that's why the two southern tribes existed, not because of their own strength, but because of the power of Yahweh. That's one thing they needed to learn, was the only reason they exist is because the Lord wants them to. I also say that when it talks about in verse 10 of they heap up earthen mounds and seize it, if I remember correctly, when the Babylonians do take Jerusalem, they put it under siege 18 months. And so there were starvations going on, diseases going on, cannibalism going on. And so this is what the Babylonians will do to them. Yes, exactly. It's a very cruel, a scene of extreme cruelty. For Habakkuk, it's unheard of that a holy God would allow that kind of thing, like what you just described. The central idea is, I think you're getting the idea, is that God is silent in light of the sins of the nations. And I say that plural, the sin of Judah and the sins of these horrible people called the Chaldeans. And it seems like from Habakkuk's point of view that God is just sitting back and not doing anything from one way or the other. He's not doing anything. That's the problem is inaction, not, Lord, you did the wrong thing. Lord, you're not doing anything. But the Lord basically cuts off his answer rather abruptly Yeah, in does. verse 11. 
they're, they're going to attribute all these victories to their God, right? Right. But then this leads to question two, right? Habakkuk's got another question that springs from this. Well, it's funny because Habakkuk accepts God's answers. I'm going to bring in the Chaldeans, but then that brings up another question in Habakkuk's mind. Uh, you pick the worst group of people on earth as your instrument of judgment. I got a problem with that. Could you pick somebody else? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, next time we're going to look at question number two. And remember, let's keep Keep grace in focus. Thank you guys for that great discussion. Are you interested in finding other free grace believers just like yourself in your area? Well, you can do that by going to our website, faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. There are a lot of costs involved in staying on the air. That's why we so much appreciate our financial partners. If you'd like to learn how to become one, you can find out more by going to faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, we continue talking about Habakkuk and his continuing conversation with God. He's making some sense, but God has a plan, and it is a just plan. Join us next time. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.